So, you know, let's talk about it. I mean, I've lost 50 pounds, right? And we've discussed this. The keto diet. I've started a group called the Keto Dojo. It's on Facebook. Yes, it's on Facebook. I've said that before. Facebook is still around. But it's a place where you can go and uh, you can get great recipes. You can get um, great support. There's a lot of people on there that are doing the program. This way of eating, I guess you call it. Some people call it a diet. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's the Keto Dojo. And people are having great success. They're losing a lot of weight. They're getting healthy. They're getting their body back. They're getting their fitness back. They're getting their self-esteem back. And it's a place you should go to just get great support and have a good time. So I want to tell you guys about a great place called Lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. That's where you can self-publish your works. Whether you're uh, an artist, whether you're an author, author, Arthur, Arthur, author, uh, whatever you want to do, make a calendar, whatever, put it up on Lulu.com. They'll self-publish it for you. It's a uh, uh, buying on demand so you don't have to stockpile a bunch of books in your house and wait for people to come buy it it's buy on demand you can do a paperback you can do an ebook i did a book back in 2006 2007 which was a memoir of sorts where i kind of made confessions to my now ex-wife as to uh, some of the things that we both did to hurt each other and i think it's a great book to introduce into maybe a relationship uh, to try and figure out what you should maybe do or not do to have a great relationship. So go check it out. It's at lulu.com slash Dales Inc. The name of the book is It's All Fun and Games Until. It's All Fun and Games Until. Do you ever forget that someone's birthday is coming up or maybe some family reunion or maybe you just want to get someone a, a great gift? Well, don't worry. Go to calebquire.com, C-A-L-E-B-Q-U-I-R-E.com. And I've got art prints, I've got stickers, I have pet portrait commissions, and I've got a whole array of beautiful bird paintings. Some are original, some are prints. You'll never know, unless, you know, I write it in the description. So I guess you will know if you just look. But don't worry, don't forget about the opportunity, because you know what? I got your back. Kibquire.com. Decorate yourself. Welcome to Craft Conversations, where we craft a conversation. We talk a little bit about craft beer. We are your hosts, Brian Dales. I'm Kibquire. And on this week's episode, we have Fleming Moore, otherwise known as Slim Shady. He's kind of the man around town as far as the music scene goes. He runs Bummerville Amphitheater, a nonprofit. And on this week's episode, we talked a little bit about Birkenstocks, uh, the universe, commitment, and we talked about Rivercraft 2018. Enjoy this episode. We've discussed this uh, many times. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think you need to explain it in the, in the 19th episode that we have had. 19th or 20th? Are you? Th- I hope I'm number 19. Slate team. Oh, uh, slate team. Slate 17. Slate 17. And then Chris Vylon. Chris Vylon. Is 
Is it? Oh, it is Filen. Why do I do that every time? I fucked his name up. Because you're an asshole. So he's nine. He's eighteen. So this makes this I'm a prime number. No, wait, wait, wait. Chris is after Slayton. Yeah, Chris was eighteen, and then we did one that was nineteen. Oh, I have to look at the. Uh, and draw, the although, one. let's be honest. Although the day is my daughter's twentieth birthday, and being number twenty would be cool too. But I like prime numbers. Really? Yeah. Well, we're not a hundred percent sure look that at the. the Craftconversations.com, right? So All right, well, calm down. We're talking amongst ourselves. So we don't need a narration of what you're doing. I'm looking up <laughs> We're not entirely sure that the episode we recorded between the two of us is good yeah. enough. Uh-huh. It was very different, you know, just the two of us sitting here trying to fill. I think we had expectations to hit the two hour mark for some reason uh-huh. between, like, we would have enough to talk about, and we couldn't do it. Well, you should have done like the best of thing where it was just y'all two, and then you could have filled, filled some of the gap and with yeah, that's with that's a good thought. Some of the highlights. Howard Stern does the best of the week. He doesn't do it, but a couple of his uh, people do it. Rogan does too. He does the best. Yeah, he does a um, recap. Yeah, like best of the recap month. of the week, whatever. But. Is it the week or the month? Oh, for sorry. Rogan? Yeah, Rogan does the best of the week. Howard Stern does a. Um, wrap-up show so after every episode is a wrap-up show with two guys from his show that do a wrap-up of the four hours that they talked about that's so redundant well it's very popular though. it's a good way for howard to, to get off early isn't yeah. it well no because he's sitting there for four hours no he, the, his engineers are sitting there longer he's he's probably already got a well yeah out the door. exactly he doesn't have to do the work Right, he's there four hours. Everybody else is probably there eight hours at least. Well, yeah, well, but they're getting paid. Well, they're getting paid. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for them. <laughs> no, I don't feel sorry for them. They're doing their job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, these are all great ideas, but we need we need those extra people. I've said it eight thousand times, and I'll continue to say it. Well, <laughs> I'm not hearing anything in my headphones. I don't think I plugged in or something. Maybe I think it's a you're just battery. a baby, man. I, I might have given you a bum battery. No, because I can hear you guys. But all right, you got to realize, Brian, that you could probably hang, uh, plug in your headphones oh, directly. No. My my cord wasn't plugged in all the way. I heard oh. you guys now. I hear myself now. Yeah. Well, I okay. still think you could plug your headphones in directly, and it would sound a lot different. Yeah, it feels great. I mean, really, great. So, <laughs> sounds great right now. Feels because great. I plugged my headphone in. I was unplugged. <laughs> That's why I couldn't hear shit. Oh my God. Who the fuck are we talking to right now? We're talking to Fleming Moore. Well, you don't you know had... this guy? Oh, I know this guy. Fleming Moore from Bummerville Amphitheater. But not everyone is watching. Flim Shady? I thought most people are listening. A lot of names Flim Shady, on. that's right. How did you get Flim Shady? Well, I, uh, in one of my numerous uh, lives in the past, I had stepsons who tagged me with Flim Shady. <laughs> and I liked it, and I kept it. Right. Well, that's running with something. And I mean, is a play on Slim Shady? No, it's probably because I was such a wonderful role model that they they donned me with the M and M Slim Shady. <laughs> he was not a good role model. What <laughs> well, are you talking about? That's well, called sarcasm, Brian. Okay, Do okay. I need to Google this? To no, I got you. Sarcasm. <laughs> I'll look it up. I have my mouse. I have a computer. Uh, we don't I actually need you to look it up. All right. I think we all know. That's sarcasm as well. 
Oh, touche. Yeah. Sorry, man. We interrupted. It's okay to be sarcastic about yourself. It's when you, you do it towards others that it hurts. That is true. That is true. I feel like when you are sarcastic towards yourself, people enjoy it. It's funny. Actually, I, I, I didn't mean it to be sarcasm. I meant it to be self-deprecating. Well, and I think the fact have... that it's true, but there's some humor in it now that I'm beyond it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not a good thing. Right. Right, yeah. That's true. I mean, but, you know, being able to have humor makes it easier to... I do this all the time with everybody, so don't worry about it, Fleming. Just calm down. Okay. Just relax. He's a stickler. I've been to the dentist. I can. I, <laughs> I will say that I can. Speaking of the dentist. Oh, that's much better. Whatever, man. Okay. I can see your face better now, at least, so that's something. That's cool. I just don't want to <laughs> become the. I feel like I want to be the interviewer here, you know? Oh, you're not an interviewer. I know. I was yeah. going to ask you guys some questions. Take over. No. No? But I do have questions about. Uh, how y'all are feeling about Rivercraft 2018 and oh, I'm feeling great about it. Very excited. I, Any new news? Yeah, actually, we sold some tickets today. Right. So we got some early bird tickets. Uh, shout out to Robin Brown, first one. Bought some tickets, which right. is great. I know Paul Stone from or Paul Pietro Fesso from right Paul Stone Project, who's also playing on the event. So he's going to try and buy some tickets to give away during a show this weekend, I think, which is pretty exciting. I'm going to remind him about that commitment he made. Well, I think what I, um, that's a good idea. Yeah. Might have a raffle out at the uh, Friday night. That's it's a, Friday night at Blackwater. Yeah, that's a great idea. I just got paid. I could buy a couple of tickets and. and oh, that's uh, a great idea. Get it going. I, I I'm very hopeful. Oh man, we could probably start like uh, some kind of like Instagram post, tag this, and get your name entered to win a free ticket, kind of thing. Yeah. Which you know I'm saying on on the air. I feel like after this post, that's a good idea. Because I'll tell you what happened. It'll be too. I feel like speaking we of that, that, go ahead. My daughter, I was telling you, turned twenty today. Today's nice. her twentieth birthday. What's her name? And I, her name is Sarah Beth right. Moore, and I. Uh, I trolled her Facebook page the other day, oh. and I saw this pair of Birkenstocks on there, and I said, oh, I'm, I bet she's just uh, throwing a hint out for me. So I went and got her a pair of Birkenstocks, and she thanked me, and she goes, you know, I entered a contest the other day <laughs> to uh, where I had to tag this and share this picture, <laughs> and I was hope, hoping to win a pair so, in other words, it, she really won a pair of Birkenstocks, but she didn't win it from whom she thought she was going to. Well, that's cool. So, I think that was a good idea to promote your, yeah. your event. I like that. It kind of plays into your like mindset of a situation. If you put something out in the universe, right. the universe will respond. It may not always be the way you think or expect it to, but... If you're putting the energy out there, the energy comes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. I like that. That's a great story. Saying it even connects. It moves on into the present by you mentioning it and Mm -hmm. me being conscious enough to make the connections. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a good idea. Don't forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> write that one down. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I still don't have a notebook. That's down. you, man. You got the notebook. I didn't write it down. I got two notes. But before. So. I'll write it down. Birkenstocks. Whatever. We're, we're drinking. No, that's not what we're writing down. We're talking about. Contest to win tickets. Yeah. Okay. Tag So, so like tickets. Wait, yeah, just, universe. Just, I got it. It's all in it's the, all We may have to tell the story again for me. Yeah, like, understand. I mean, the odds are pretty good. Unlike the Birkenstock one, where there was universe. probably two million people going after a Birkenstock pair of Birkenstocks. Well, if they're paying we, a dollar for a raffle, I like it. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about just what what raffle. What I'm thinking is, is that we say share this on Facebook, there you and go. you win it. Get a chance to win a pair of tickets. That's yeah. much better. So that then tickets. the person is probably we get a hundred shares. That's a great idea. The first person you pick one out of a hundred, or even make the odds better. Say we're only going to take the, the first fifty. So you got a one in fifty chance of winning a pair of tickets. The first fifty. We're not giving away fifty tickets. No, no. The first fifty people who tag, then that's when the raffle's over. Oh. And then there's a one in fifty chance of winning a pair of tickets. I like the way your brain thinks, but I can't even read that. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, give me the notebook. I've, I've got the general consensus over here. Yeah, but, yeah, I, but mean, I can't read your notes. All right. Because I did notice, guys, that it went from one forty-six to over one hundred fifty. I think 59 people are interested. No, one, or, or uh, 163. Or oh, it's moved since since 5 o'clock this afternoon. Right. We missed the boat on the 175 that we were trying to reach. We talked about that earlier. But but from when you mentioned, uh, you know, let's move on this thing, I think it was 141? Yeah, it was right. It was, one, it was in the 146. And now we're 163. So. Yeah, so we almost did. moved quite a bit. That's 17 more people. That's good. Right. In two yeah. days. This is... Uh, it's like two weeks? This is June 18th right now. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think... Of, uh, 16 days, I think. Something like that. That's a lot. Yeah. Plenty of time to keep, I'll check it keep right pushing. Now. You want to pour this... Uh, this yeah, let's talk beer? about what we're drinking right now. This is um, a beater, right? A beater root beer? I need to look it up. How, how rude is that? I'm not going to look it up. This is... You didn't look it up? A beta? Yeah, it's Home a beta. Is a beta? Is that what you drink? Yeah. A beta root beer. So a beta root beer. That's delicious. Fleming's cup right here. Glass cup. I don't fucking know. Thank you. There's some root beer for you. Alright. And I'm looking forward to it. I used to like to drink root beer. Oh man, I'm a I'm a big craft root beer lover. I'm not gonna lie. As well, much as beer. Yeah. Well, well, my wife has been telling me that, you know, I missed out on the whole craft beer revolution and that the kombucha, some of those flavors are a lot like craft beers. Yeah. So somewhat. I've been drinking some some kombucha, getting the probiotics. Oh, I don't need that much. No, you're good, man. We're going we're gonna to share all this. I got the most. Oh, almost fucking over. Yeah, no, but I mean, if we're drinking a beer afterwards, now we have nothing to get for I guarantee you. We'll all be up about 4.30 in the morning. What is wrong with you? Look at my glass. I got a lot. Yeah. <sighs> I, sometimes. Sometimes you just don't know. What, are you, gonna get, what is this thing? You can't even cheers with that much that much in your cup. All right, well. I hope you spill that on your Surface Pro. No. Because it's, it's not an iPad or a Mac. Right here. All right. <laughs> It's even more willing to spill it. We're I gonna think. have cheers to uh, craft conversations and Bummerville Amphitheater. <laughs> yes. All right. The good things in the future. 
Yes. It's got a great, sweet sassafras smell to it, everybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't had root beer in a while. This shit is fucking good. That's a beta? Where is a beta? It is a beta. Uh, Louisiana? I don't know. It's kid friendly for sure. Mm-hmm. We had this place in uh, St. Louis that we used to go when I was stationed out there in Illinois. Uh, we, meaning my ex-wife and my both my kids, um, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was in St. Louis, <laughs> and the f- fucking root beer was phenomenal. And they had a candy shop out there called Crown Candy. It's been around since the '40s or maybe '50s. That place was insane as far as milkshakes, um, malted beverages, sweets, treats, ice cream, <laughs> whatever. All right, let's calm down. Yeah, thank you for that story. That was great. Yeah. So Pretty I guess candy. we should explain why we're not drinking beer. Fleming. The world is a safer place when Fleming Moore does not drink beer. Okay. Straight from the dragon's mouth. Right. Yeah. And we are not anyone to antagonize that kind of thing. So well, well, there are plenty of other craft beverages to well, drink. And we've already had Jan O'Reilly, which didn't drink alcohol either. No. It's, it's, it's more about the interesting and influential people that we want to, and fun that we want to hit rather than the craft beer aspect. There are ways to continue our standard without drinking alcohol and that's it's great well here's to me not drinking i'm allergic to alcohol i'll cheers to that too yeah. i break out in spots okay. an actual another cheer i might be too i break yeah. out in spots <laughs> and and handcuffs yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good though let's take a look at this so a beta root beer a beta root beer is made with a hot mix process uh, using spring water, herbs, vanilla, and yucca, which creates foam. Unlike most soft drink manufacturers, Abita sweetens its root beer with pure Louisiana cane sugar. The resulting taste is reminiscent of soft drinks made in the 1940s and 50s before bottlers turned to corn, sugar, and fructose. Some soft drink makers add caffeine to their product, but Abita is naturally caffeine-free. Really? Most root beer is. Add a scoop of vanilla ice cream for an old-fashioned, which Homegrown Brewhouse does. Uh, root beer float. A beta root beer can also be used in cooking to create delicious glazes and sauces as well as cakes and other desserts. Or you can keep it simple. Just pour it into a frosty mug and slurp loudly through a straw. We should have a frosty uh, glass. There you go. A beta root beer. No caffeine. No caffeine. I'm kind of disappointed. In well, no caffeine. Really? I like caffeine. I mean, I, I really like caffeine too. Do you? Actually? I... I do a French press every morning. Oh, good man. I was He's blessed with a, a broken press. coffee maker. I had never, in my ignorance, heard of a French press, even though I was doing whole bean coffee. <laughs> and uh, lightning struck and blew out my coffee maker. I said, oh, no, I got no way to make coffee. And my wife goes, yeah, you do. And she made me a French press, and I haven't gone back to the coffee maker. Really? That's a real man. French press I, is the best. Absolutely I mean, that best. oil on the top, I especially like the Sexy 7 Coastal Coffee, fresh roasted. You get it just right. It blooms, mm-hmm. and then you wait for the bloom to, and then you pour the rest of the water in. Four minutes later, you got some slick, oily coffee that will wake you up. 
Hmm. This man's a professional. He knows the balloon. Most people don't know the balloon. That's very awesome. I have no idea what the balloon is. Oh, God. Amateur well, you can hour. tell how fresh the coffee is by the balloon. Yeah, exactly. Coastal Coffee Roasters is, is about the only place I get the balloon. I think it has got it also to do with the size of how big you grind up the grinder because my grinder will tighten up and then I'll get smaller grounds and it doesn't want to bloom. So hmm. got to readjust it to that just perfect size ground to right. get the grind. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you'd be releasing more gas the finer grind that it is. But I wonder if it's like instantaneous upon the grind. I have no knowledge of coffee roasting. All right. Although I work there and I talk to Richard all the time, we just bullshit. I don't talk about roasting. I don't talk about any of the, the details of what he's doing. We just kind of bullshit. I can't believe he just doesn't automatically tell you. So y'all seriously don't do any roasting in the warehouse? No, we do roasting. I don't. What I say we? You, what are y'all roasting no, back there? No, it's not there? we. It's uh, Richard Mallet. He's the only guy that does roasting. Okay. I just go out there and bullshit and distract them and make sure that it's not roasted correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I roasted with them for a small amount of time. Well, a few months when they were in Germany, a roast. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's told me the process and he showed me the the computer program that he uses and the temperatures mm-hmm. and. Yep the scale and all that kind of stuff but it's I, really fascinating he's very passionate a lot, a lot of money to uh, do what he does um, it's like just a form of brewing beer I think if, if not less complicated no you're right <clears throat> it's just like baking or, or cooking or whatever else I mean, yeah. it's just time and uh, ingredients and whatever very true knowing temperatures yeah temperature is very important Gas presses. I guess it makes it easier the closer to sea level you are. I don't know. I, I, like with baking, if you're at a higher altitude, you, you got right. You got to adjust it. Right, you got to adjust yeah. it, and just like I think specifically because water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit at sea level, okay. and it changes. So, like when I calibrate gauges or something. A lot of times it's you get in the bottom of a ship and it's like the instruments are so heavy that you, you can actually take a teapot and get a steam point at sea level and that's more accurate than any machine could ever make because the machine is trying to assimilate 212 mm-hmm. degrees at sea level. Interesting. What are you doing at the bottom of the ship to begin uh, well, with? Well, I, I uh, calibrate gauges. What made me think <laughs> about that is <laughs> Who's calibrating Richard's gauges at, at Coastal? Or do they even need to be calibrated? I think he has somebody. But Let's I think see. for the most part, he knows how to do it. Yeah. See, I mean, but the process, getting back to the original point, the process is, involves physics, and it's pretty complicated, and he does a good job at it. Yeah, because the coffee's delicious. Sexy seven-hole bean. <laughs> I mean, you could just... It's an oily dark coffee it's the best mm, amen I'm gonna be honest this is just too sweet I yeah mean, and you poured yourself the most you ding dong well I didn't mean to I used to love root beer but <laughs> the more I've been off sugar and yeah, keto it is. and whatever 
this is like super it's, massive in your face sweet. Right, that's what I was saying. If you drink that whole thing, you will be up at three o'clock in the morning. Well, to, that's pretty to Sugar goat. I mean, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, this motherfucker. No, I, I like I like the fact that there's root beer beer available and it's not bad. But you can't drink more than one or a half, and the, that's why you get a little bit in the in on the draft. Right. You see me drink one. Um, but I mean, taste-wise, I think it's phenomenal. But after I let it sit there for like five minutes afterwards, it's just, the sweet just lingers crazy. I mean, it's like I've got just a massive amount of syrup in my I love it. It's so good, man. It's good. I've got a journal of it's too much. favorite craft beers. Let's put some ice cream in there for you. Yeah. No, that would definitely balance it out. I'd love that. But I should have thought about that. Before you emptied the entire growler into your cup, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should have got ice cream. Uh. <laughs> this forty mile detour sticker over here, it keeps flaking up like this. What? The camera's not going to get it, but well, don't yeah, yeah. Hmm. I was funny. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know. Go yeah. ahead. What are you talking about? Well, I forgot now because you're laughing. No. Well, we were talking about 40 Mile Detour, my favorite band. Your favorite band? My favorite band in Charleston. Um, Because Mark writes such good songs. And he's doing kind of like what I I wish I were doing. You know? He's he's performing in listening rooms where people are listening and he's got a good fan base. And he invites me up to play harmonica. That doesn't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) But no, they're a good band. Well, you yeah. got a, your own kind of thing going on with a New York and a, a vinyl that's coming out. Well, that's... Uh, you mean there are two CDs Speaking right in front of, of me. sales, I have two sales of vinyl so far, So, but that's good. Now, the deal with the vinyl is at the end of July, I'm going to New York City and uh, have been selected through Reverb Nation to go to Least of All Recording Studio in Brooklyn and to record a live session direct to vinyl and that uh, you can pre-order it now if you uh, like my Fleming Moore Musician page on Facebook and you can pre-order it you have a can select uh, out of eight songs which one you want me to record especially for you so for example my niece ordered one the other day and so when I record the song that she picked, I'll say, Caroline, this is for you. Thank you. And mm-hmm. that will be, she'll have a one of a kind recording on a seven inch vinyl. Mm-hmm. So uh, go to leastofall.com slash Fleming Moore and you can uh, listen and, and uh, maybe help me out on my journey. Yeah, that's really, that's a good idea. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of it. It gives me the incentive to go to New York and hopefully get some exposure in a different market besides the metropolis that I've been playing in lately. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been from here originally? I was born across the street from McDonald's. Oh, yeah. 1961. Okay. This is... So no ties with uh, New York whatsoever? No, I've been, been to New York a bunch of times. I, uh... Lived in Philadelphia and would do trade shows at the Javits Center, but I've uh, never performed there. Hmm. And uh, anyway, I've got a 
a guy up in Brooklyn that's been doing some radio promo for me. And he's trying to hook me up with a, a place on the upper or the lower east side called Rockwood Hall. And uh, hopefully I'll be performing there. But it's just good to get out of out of Charleston and up to New York summertime. Yeah, I've never been. I would really like to go, though. Yeah, I've gone through the uh, Buffalo Airport to go to Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada, but I've never actually been. I guess I spent a little bit of time in Buffalo. I, I went to a couple breweries. That's good. What are we talking about? No, <laughs> the city, <laughs> NYC, Brooklyn, the boroughs, man. Yeah, to Buffalo. And I, I went to New York for other reasons too, but uh, even in a freaking airport, that didn't count for shit. No, I went to a brewery down there. You went to Laguardia, uh, Big Ditch. It's right. It's, it's on the fucking table over here, somewhere. Is it? Big Ditch. I, I probably got it covered up. Yeah, out of all it's, it's on the, the stickers, yeah, yeah all the stickers in all the world. Exactly. You found it. Just call me Columbo. Yeah, we cover it right back up. <laughs> so, uh, we the mystery over there. Big dish. We're going to put that in the show notes. So aside from your vinyl, what I'm going to do a little uh, little edit footage of this. We have two CDs in front of me. Correct. What the heck are these? Those are the first two of a three-part EP project I started uh, about three years ago, I thought it was going to take me a year to release three EPs. It's taken me three years. And basically what I did was uh, I've been writing songs since I was about three years old. Wait, would, three years old? Yeah, I would like Weird Al. I would hear a, a melody and put my own words to it. So, <laughs> and uh, I mean, when you're three or three or four years old doing that. I mean, you hear simple, you could change anything like Mary had a little lamb into a song. So right. before I picked up an instrument and, um, and then I'd freestyle sometimes. <laughs> Flim Shady. <laughs> That's what it, I was destined to be Flim Shady. So I'd freestyle. I could make words rhyme that aren't supposed to rhyme. I mean, seriously, my name was Fleming. It's actually Fleming, but until I was like six years old, I thought it was Fleming. And so I thought it rhymed with lemon, and I would make things rhyme. And so anyway, I was pretty good at writing lyrics. And so anyway, to get to the point of this, I went and looked at my life from the time I was like writing serious songs, 19 till, till this year, and uh, picked 12 songs that kind of... Uh, tell a story it's a story of a a guy who's looking for some kind of purpose or identity in life and uh finally finds it in the last ep which will be released in july and i'm thinking about dropping it at coastal coffee roasters on july the 14th when i'm playing in fact 40 mile detour is playing the friday night before so i don't know i need to get with mark and see if we can turn that into a party nice yeah, well, this will come out before then so we can totally right. promote that right and I, I have like the folk songs for the apocalypse one I have like 10 copies left out of the first I think I've sold 200 giving away a bunch too though but I first run so I'm going to order another run of that I got plenty of on the edge of America and um, someone's son the next 
EP to come out it has a single that's released on Apple Music. You can stream it from Spotify. All that's available on Apple Music. Or if you want a, a CD, which I don't know if people still buy those things or not. Here <laughs> I am. I, I, I don't know if people. Some people do buy vinyl. I think more people are interested in vinyl than they are CDs these oh, days. I think so too. Yeah. Definitely. So anyway. At this point. Yeah, but those are good good for radio promos. You send, send them off and stuff, but uh, they'll be available at Rivercraft. Heck and, yeah. and I'm open, I'm starting a line of jewelry that's called Laurel 628, so be on the lookout for that. I'm going to have my, my display case at Rivercraft. Laurel 628. Laurel 628. All right. Earrings and necklaces. Are we going to... Rivercraft, July 1st, We're 2018. Gonna... Blackwater on the Ashley. Oh, go ahead. What? <laughs> I was going to ask her, are you actually making this jewelry right? Well, that's the wife, right? Well, um... Jewelry. I can't say that word to save my life. Well, you know, it's kind of like Eminem has his own... Or, own Mark Anthony has his own, own uh, clothing, clothing line, right? Yeah. I figured Flim Shady needs a jewelry line. Mark Anthony doesn't actually make the clothes, Touché. but it's his line. So um, okay. I help in the production and the. Uh, You're making some shady jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's jewelry for women, not men. So. Oh, oh wait, whoa! You trying to tell me I can't purchase and wear some of these things? You could probably. Uh, no, some of it's pretty cool. It involves feathers and and stuff. And and actually, Amy lived in Chicago, and she's an artist, and she uh, has gotten a lot of pieces of old jewel costume jewelry that were given to her, and she's got jars and jars of it. So she's upcycling old jewelry into new jewelry. Okay, that's you know, smart. Some of it's uh, you know Art Deco. I mean, it's it's cool stuff. Okay. You know, I, I got leftover stretched holes. ears, so you know. <laughs> yeah, leftover left holes. Some people would call it a cat asshole. I'm not gonna lie, that is the term. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Well, my sister had hers ripped. Oh no! So she's got a flap. I don't think you would call that an an asshole. Oh. You might call it a slit, though. <laughs> I'd call it a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Someone got in the pit. Ripped it out. Nah. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you get really heavy jewelry and it's got like a, you get, a it, thinner or like a finer wire that kind of holds it in place, it, it eventually will just go right through. Your ear just kind of grows around it. It's weird. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Stretching was weird. I kind of miss it. But, you know, plugs and stuff get really expensive. Yeah. I've just never been a big fan of uh, having to do all the hygiene involved in in, in something like that. I just know? did basic body care. I just washed my ear, yeah. my ear holes. Oops, sorry. So, yeah. While I was uh, in the shower, that was it. You know? That was it? I mean, if you get natural stuff like stone or wood or stuff, it kind of helps absorb the smell and it doesn't... Because like, if you get metal, it causes your ear to sweat more and it's right. just, uh, it's bad for you. You get fungus and it really stinks. Right. 
shrivels up a lot. It looks really nasty. I can't wear anything unless it's real gold or sterling silver. Like if I put it in my ear. What are you, a vampire? No, a vampire wouldn't be able to handle silver. Oh, you're right. Silver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if it's anything that's fake, it like make, makes my ear puss up and get infected and crushed and whatever. Oh, my gosh. It has to be real gold or real silver. You're so tender. I guess, yeah. It gets all green. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. You know, me, I'm kind of surprised that you're not a little more Jack Sparrowy. And what do you mean by that? Like tonight? Or no, just, in, just general? in general. I feel like you. I feel like you'd almost have like more. I don't know. I think you're pretty eccentric, but you don't really have a lot of accessories about you. I don't know. Your sunglasses are pretty different. You got those small sunglasses. Right. Are tiny pretty eccentric. Papers. And I've never seen anyone wear a hat like that in real life. Right, Scottish uh, hat. I don't know. Never uh, mind. I take that back. Now you're 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 pretty <laughs> artistic. Well, well, I almost wore my um my uh, pink Oxford and my my khakis with my 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 wing tips. <laughs> with your but my wife awesome. my wife t- dressed me instead. So <laughs> your your belt phone holder and uh... no, well I. I don the shirt because, you know, you got I'm a walking shameless self-promotion. But actually, the Bummerville Amphitheater is not about me. It's about music. You want to let everyone know what exactly Bummerville Amphitheater is? It's a 501c3 whose mission is to energize educate and empower local musicians okay and bring community together it's been a for the people that don't know what a 5013c is <laughs> oh that's a non-profit there it's, we go. it's a legal non-profit uh, <laughs> in which donations are used to empower educate and energize musicians locally um, in our our community and uh, what I've I went to a place called Sanford, Florida, and it kind of reminds me of Somerville, but it's laid out with more blocks and people are walking around. And uh, the people I was visiting tell, told me about 15 years ago it was a ghost town, hmm. but and they took me to this German deli and there was a polka band there that was playing and they started playing there every night for like back in the day and now that from that one little place of polka music it's just music all for blocks and blocks and now those guys only play on Sunday nights but it transformed the whole downtown scene with music and I thought Somerville certainly could could do something like that and I music just brings different people together it brings different races creeds beliefs I mean when when you you get in playing music and you play for a song to make it better rather than being about the person you just you when you get with the right musicians and it's all about making a product that that could be its best where all the pieces together so some of the parts are always great less than the whole the whole is greater than the sum of the parts is what I'm trying to say yeah the whole is greater than the sum I used to teach calculus and I can't even remember that (laughs) (laughs) 
The whole is greater than some of the parts. Individually, we, we don't add up as much as we do collectively. Right. I totally get that. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, I mean, that's awesome. I, I love being able to set up and help out any way that I can. Right. Well, it's been that. So anyway, it was a pretty lofty mission. And the way I was hoping to empower musicians was be collect a lot of used instruments because I realize a lot of people they'll buy their kid an instrument because Johnny wants to play trumpet <laughs> Johnny plays it two weeks and it sits in a closet for 20 years and um, so the thought was is if we collected some instruments that we could get them back out into community and I, I ran into um, Chris Rankin old man Rankin who had started something up in uh, Brooklyn, but had moved down here and uh, didn't see the sense in reinventing the wheel and trying to do the same thing he was doing. And so I kind of turned that over to noise. So that part is no longer uh, part of the vision. But uh, what I would like to do is continue to provide uh, opportunities for musicians to get paid when at events that they normally wouldn't get paid. Um, this is right. a solid goal. goal. Yeah, yeah, sure. And we want to help out with that for sure. You know, having those people on our podcast and trying to get them promoted and out there in the, in the streets and at the venues, um, they're going to pay them some money. Right. When well, that's, I think you, craft conversations is, is a, a good vehicle to help with that not only empowering them by giving them exposure they normally wouldn't receive, but also energizing the community by getting the word out. And that's what y'all y'all are able to, to put together. You, Brian, uh, with this river craft is something that I, honestly, that I didn't have the, the time or energy to do, but it fits right in with the nonprofit. So I, my, my hat goes off to you and uh, accolades, man. I, I'm looking forward to working with you guys and uh, looking at other projects. Um, but sure. if we're talking about projects, is okay if I mention something that's going to happen way in September? Absolutely. Yeah, I got a text today from Ross Bond. Nice. And Ross says, for who don't know Ross Bond, go to to YouTube, Google Ross Bond and the Mighty Kings. This guy is going to be playing at the James Dean Theater September 14th, and we don't have a uh, an opening band yet, but uh, maybe we could uh, have some kind of contest to see who, who's going to open for a Ross contest. Bond. Because it's not going to be Flim Shady. My music's not the blues, but I think we have a couple of blues people that might uh, we do. be up for the task. Uh the word today at 3.28 p.m., good to go for September 14th date. Nice. My, my response is thanks. So you guys were security for the last show, but uh, I'm thinking of a podcast in the lounge of the James Dean on September 14th. I like you it. Can get, That'd be sweet. All right. Take the show on the road. Heck yeah, man. Yes. We'll actually be doing that this weekend. Yeah. Over kind of. Earth. Yeah. We'll be doing live broadcasting and what not third third anniversary yeah awesome yeah yeah 
So that's pretty exciting. Man, so who are your guests for this this event? Nobody. We yeah. hadn't Just picked a there. specific person. So we don't know if we're going to run into someone and talk to them over there or if we're going to try and figure out someone before we set up. We don't know. And what day is this? This is Saturday. This Saturday. Oh, we never responded what time we're going to be there. Yeah. I mean, it may be Saturday. I'm, we got to talk about it because I've got that beer mile on Saturday at Rusty Bull with uh, me and my brother and a couple oh. other guys. That's at 3 o'clock. Oh. I'm supposed to be at my parents' house prior to that for a get-together with my aunt and cousin Why didn't whatever. you text us all of that? So it might be Friday that we need to do this. We can't do it Friday. It's on Saturday. No, it's the whole weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, well, I can't do that because I have black water. You have black water. We'll yeah, we'll you know it. what? Screw it. By we'll the time this comes out, it's already passed anyway. We'll right. Yeah. We've been talking about out, it right we've, now. we've already figured well, it out. You can, the only way you can really go back in time... Is if you're shooting a live video at All and Dog Green, and I'm watching it. Oh my gosh! You remember that the other day? Yeah. Yeah, it was like freaky because I'm I'm like watching. Oh yeah, y'all came up together. Yeah, yeah. and and I was like th- three seconds behind, <laughs> so I could watch what I just did. I walked over to the table and watched what I did three seconds ago live on. So it's actually not live on Facebook. That's a big. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit behind. Yeah, so it's not really live. It's three, but how far is our conscious thought really behind reality? How long? How I long is it? That too. How long is it? You know, because we're never really in the present because it takes that long. To, right? Yeah, it takes like some kind of measurable second for us to be able to like interpret the information right, that right, process, for, process the information yeah. that we're interpreting. That's what I meant to say. Right. Nice. And we're not seeing reality to begin with, so I guess. What. Well, we only see a certain spectrum of light. So there's lots of stuff in the physical universe that we got no clue. There's, what, if there's fast, what, what if we're faster than time and we're actually seeing stuff ahead of time? You know, we're seeing stuff before it even happens. Well, I think that they say that they're actually... <laughs> no? I, I've heard that time is merely an illusion that we've constructed by this associated with the speed of light. That makes sense. But I don't see and why Einstein. that's a bad thing, though. No, no. I mean, we like the schedule. It's good for our, our oh, yeah, human oh, people love yeah. Time, personality. Yeah. yeah. Heck, yeah. I love being on time. I hate being late. I hate it. I'm not that person. I'll be 20 minutes early and feel almost late. Right. No? Okay. I don't know. But I, I feel like the concept of time fake or man-made or, well, it's obviously man-made. Yes. But I just don't think it's a bad thing. Right. I think there's plenty of people out there that don't really care about it, that they just live their day-to-day lives. They're not sitting there saying, okay, it's breakfast time. Okay, it's lunch time. Okay, it's dinner time. Okay, it's time for soccer practice. Okay, it's time for this. That's what you're saying. I think there's some, some cultures out there that just, they just are. They just be, they live. Right. They don't worry about structured time. It's just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But we're very uh, structured. The good, bad, indifferent, I don't know. It comes in handy when you're trying to land a rocket on the moon. <laughs> Did that really happen? Have we been to the moon? Yeah. We've definitely been to the moon. Have we? But yeah. was it and what back. we said? Probably not. Yeah. True. No. I mean, come on. 
We're relatively close to the moon anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't actually I heard that the moon's craters are not craters from being hit by asteroids. And I heard this from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Acne. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't get it. It's acne cream. Right. Uh-huh. It was calderas, which are... Uh, yeah, I know what calderas are. They're geological formations that uh, occur from magma coming up to the surface. Oh, volcano? Yeah. yeah. But it's a different kind of volcano. So it's yeah, not, the volcano would make, make mass. This is like an absence of mass. Yeah, and it, it, it's a perfect circle every time. Which it, the Yellowstone? Uh, so is, how did they ascertain this through a brink? Look, <clears throat> examining the rocks they brought back from the fake moon landing. No, I think by, <laughs> <laughs> by actually going there for real, they look well because every crater is a perfect circle, which wouldn't happen if you got hit by like oddly shaped asteroids or meteorites right. or whatever you want yeah, to call it. No, 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 no. That's 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 a misnomer there. It, it all depends upon. The trajectory. See what the deal was. There used to. The moon, used to have an atmosphere. Okay. No, no, no. That I'm wrong about that. What it is the reason you see, <laughs> see so many craters on the moon, is because it never had an atmosphere. Okay. And they even think that moon was once part of the Earth, but it broke off. It, you've seen the way what happens to, water when it's in slow motion, and you see a raindrop. It's really a, almost a perfect sphere. Okay. So like if part of the earth broke off, it would end up being a, a perfect sphere, but it had no atmosphere. So the earth would look a lot like the moon, but it has the atmosphere protecting it. Because when we see a meteor, it's, it's a meteorite only if it hits the ground. Oh, okay. Okay, it's a meteor in the sky. So most of them burn up before they hit the ground. But on the moon, there's no atmosphere to stop them from hitting the ground. And at one time in the universe, there was a bunch of shit flying around and hitting the moon. Whereas there's not as much of that stuff now. Yeah, but You will for... find a lot of that stuff is in the asteroid belt now. Okay, but I feel like you still wouldn't get perfect circle impacts. Oh yeah, let me shoot a BB into the ground. We'll go yeah, outside. Yeah, but that BB is a perfect sphere. If you get a wonky-ass looking <clears throat> motherfucking meteor... Yeah, it's all kind of morphed and... That's or space and trash or whatever, and it hits it. It's not Okay, gonna... well, let's take um, a piece of cauliflower, then, and shoot it from a cannon into a, to the beach or something. Next time we go to the beach, we'll do something like that. I or feel like it, it would just... I feel like we could <laughs> do this. I feel like we could test this theory out. Okay, but that's still going to fit inside a circular cannon. Well, I think, you, you know... Make like a weird school. Just go to any middle school and look at some kid's stupid ass clay sculpture. Take that thing, <clears throat> throw it into uh, the sand. It's not going to make a perfect circle. It's going to make a, a blast. Do we know that though? Have we tested that? I don't think. Yeah, we it's have. physics. I, I trust <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil, doesn't he think? You do. And what are his credentials? He's an astrophysicist. Okay, well, I guess that. <laughs> I think I won't argue with that. You don't know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? No, I'm not. I'm an ignoramus. Oh, man, he's one of the most popular. Somebody wants to fight Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I just challenged that. him. Yeah. No, I'm not anymore. <laughs> so. 
He actually just came out with a book in May called Astrophysicist on the Go, or if you're in a hurry, Astrophysicist, something like that, right. which I now want to read. Yeah, it was a fascinating. So Crater Lake out out west is not really a crater. <clears throat> is it a lake? Well, if the craters on the yeah, they call it Crater Lake. What, <laughs> are we gonna have to change it? Caldera Lake. I don't know. I don't I, know what that is. We'll Google it. He's one with a computer. No, it's, it's someplace <laughs> I out. I think I heard about that. I think it's out in Utah or... Um, <clears throat> Crater Lake? Crater Lake. Yeah, let's see what that says, Brian. <laughs> Why do we care? Because Crater. I think it goes in line with what we were just talking about. Because you're trying to say that it was a caldera. Well, I'm starting to lean with the astrophysicist, seeing how he's probably studied it a lot longer than I have. No, because he was talking about some kind of. Crater. I'm just regurgitating. Right, this says formed formed by a now collapsed volcano. Oh, yeah. is that Crater Lake? Is Crater Lake? Well, okay. see there, I sh we should have. It has been tested right here on Earth. <laughs> I was just regurgitating what I was supposed to learn in school in order to pass the test. There you go. So. What good are these tests if they're making us learn faulty information? It's fake news, man. <laughs> fake, fake facts. Yeah. Fake facts. Most definitely. Whoo, that's a yacht. Crater Lake. You should rush. Die <laughs> off. Mm. So, off. how'd you get started music? I mean. Well, Have you always played guitar? Have you always played harmonica? Did you just sing? Did what? How, how did this thing get started? Well, my grandpappy, Kessler Blanton, had a ukulele and a harmonica, and I would sneak into his bedroom and and play it and uh, the harmonica. But uh, I started in earnest um, on the saxophone. I think in seventh grade and learned how to read music and played saxophone in the middle school band and um, had played some guitar, knew how to play some chords and uh, I quit the band because I didn't want to wear the silly suit which is a decision I regret to this day because uh, I, you know, the people who stayed in band, I would have learned a lot more and gone a lot further. Right. But the deal was I had a friend named Mark Collins who is a saxophone player. I always sat, like, knew I was never going to be. This is an honest, I'm going to do a confession here about human nature. He was so good, and I knew that I would never be first seat. So I quit. So, see, my ego-driven desire to be number one cost me, and not being willing to, to accept not being the best and quitting something uh, cost me musically. So then, to answer your question, I uh, picked the guitar up in earnest when I was 16 years old and started playing, um, skating. You know, the, it was never really, you know, I did a lot. I'd take a break and I'd get interested in skateboards and and then my grandfather died in 1980 and I took his ukulele and wrote my first song off that ukulele 
and uh, got back into guitar and been writing ever since. So. Do you still remember that first song? Yeah. Yeah, and what I've done with songs over the years, I mean, you grow and you learn from your experience because, uh, well, hopefully you do. A lot of times I didn't, but I, um, you can always, if you, you reflect on things, say things better and perfect them over time. So a lot of my songs, the, the initial write of them, the feel and the melody is all the same. Sometimes I change the melody up a little bit, but the main theme is the same, but you, I guess it's kind of like being a sculptor. You're never really finished and you know, you got the product, but you, I imagine if Michelangelo could have, he might've gone back to David and gone tink, 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 every once in a while, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I do that. What about you and your art? Do you, do you know when you're finished with something? Yeah. When I'm tired of looking when at it. When you sell it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works yeah. too. Yeah. I had to set time limits. Right. I do that, but I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of different. Well, like with music, until you record it, I mean, the, those recordings right there, they, they even evolve. And I've seen bands in concert, you know, and listened to people play songs over, over years, and those songs always seem to evolve and just a little derivative of what the original was. So. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And there are a lot of pieces that I'll stare at over and over and over again. And I'll either start trying to fix it, which I usually can't do because it's watercolor. Right. Or I have to give it away because I can't stand to look at it anymore. So like with charcoal, you can just keep blurring, right? Is that with the advantage of working with pencil or... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, eventually the paper wears down. Eventually it becomes too smudged. You've uh-huh. tried too many times to fix it. You just have to start over. Which sucks, but the funny thing is, the second one generally is better than the first because you've already done the first one. Right. So you have more experience going in to do the same thing. And if that one doesn't turn out right, then you keep... It's just the whole practice thing. So, do you go through phases like birds... Or like I noticed you've gone from like you'll do birds and then that's your thing now you do pet portraits I know like Kevin Morsey you know Kevin oh I know Kevin I love Kevin Kevin does got this saw thing going I saw that ha <laughs> <laughs> owe me a root beer <laughs> yeah, yeah I like it I think it's cool I do so, go in cycles he paints on saws. Like, he gets old saws and lines them up, like, oh, okay. makes them match. Like, some people do, like, sculptures with chainsaws and stuff. Like, they carve out nah. wood with chainsaws. But You know anybody who does that? He did. I, I know somebody who did that. You know anybody in Somerville who does that? No, no, no. I had a 150-foot tree fall in my yard. I got no, all, no. The, all the wood you want. You just need a chainsaw. I have one of those, but I... I've worked at it, man, for two days. And I'm a third of it. Only a third of it's gone. Oh my gosh! It's kind of hard work. You should just make yourself. So, a if canoe. there's anybody out there that likes chainsawing, I got plenty of practice for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a chainsaw, but it's battery powered. It doesn't last very long. It that, can't get that's, tough. Tough. That's work. an actually smart thing to do because you know you can always volunteer to help people. <laughs> <laughs> Battery's dead. See ya. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, all of his, his stuff is battery powered. If they yeah. say 90% of life is showing up, you can say you showed yeah. up. I showed the fuck up. Oh, man. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, what you're saying, I have cycles that I go through, I guess. Yeah. But for me, it's trying to figure out the best fit for what I want to do. Instead of trying to get burned out drawing just birds all the time, I want to find something that challenges me every time I can do something that I've done many times. Right. And birds help. And I, I'm starting to paint fish and stuff. And, and octopuses. I yeah, I saw the octopus. I like the colors of the octopus. That yeah. was cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's just, it's like with anything, I guess, you know. In order for something to to be liked by the masses or, or be commercially viable. Sometimes you gotta make compromises. Yeah, I was really against that. I had Right, I would I mean I'm yeah. like thinking about the way these songs are produced as compared to what Right. But I, I, mean, had I to think like, most artists are against that. Compromise. Yeah. Maybe in the beginning I think it's a sign of maturity. Right. When you can find the balance between the two right and if we really want to live a, a life and and do art for a living you got to compromise agreed which i i find interesting i've been looking at uh, you know we talked about cds not selling and uh people millennials like my daughter have never really bought any music i don't think <laughs> it's oh all God. been free so the paradigm is that and i see you doing it with your art out at blackwater is you got to come up with something beside the music in other words to complement or support the music effort they said during the medieval times before there were theaters and stuff most musicians or artists had to find benefactors so they lived in thank you lived were supported by royalty and and hung out in the courts of royalty and that's how they survived and then when they started making theaters that's when they they branched out hmm. but the paradigm is we're gonna the the age of making money like elvis and the beatles did through record sales is gone yeah. That ain't never gonna happen. So you gotta come up with, with something else to go along with it. Thus the Flim Shady Laurel six twenty eight jewelry <laughs> and uh the raffles out at Blackwater. And uh musicians are gonna have to get together and artists get together and start getting back together like they did before before record sales and theaters and maybe uh change the paradigm of how we uh, deliver music and where we perform and how we perform and create spaces where people want to come. You know, go back to the Globe Theater, Shakespeare time, where the right. common people can afford to go, you know, to go to a concert. Like I'm going to Brett Denon with my daughter in August. That was, what, 200 bucks? You know, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, but if you, you know, go out on a Friday night for five bucks, kids get in free. That's ten dollars for the parents. You got three kids under twelve. Um, 
buy some uh, Gray's food. Right. I mean, it's, right, right. You know, and you get C two bands. This river craft. What is it? Thirteen bucks for. You get two free beers. To yeah, get in. Bands. I mean, my, that that's exactly what Bummerville Amphitheater has been wanting to do, and without you guys, it wouldn't be happening because you, you were able to. Well, without you, it wouldn't be happening either. Agree. It's Absolutely. like all. It's like the perfect deal, man. It, it takes all of us. And that's my point that uh, I hope musicians, and I think we do a pretty good job of it in Somerville, support each other, but actually every once in a while support with, with your treasure. In other words, throw five bucks in, into the basket, knowing that you're going to be recipient of that five bucks the next time you're asked to play at Blackwater, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Support. just like paying it forward kind of deal, so, you know. I mean, if you're enjoying it and you want to continue to enjoy right. it. Right, so when you, bring, when you bring your girl out with you, she's not in the band, throw five bucks in for her, that's all, guys. But if you can't do it, I understand, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, absolutely. I think it's a great spot and the, with the proper signage on the side of the road. So... So people know how to get there. This is not the proper venue to discuss these things, but I would like to talk to y'all about about any exciting news you might have had from any meetings you had today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, y'all tune in, tune in, tune in, <laughs> tune in to Craft Conversations. Do we want to open those couple beers mm-hmm. on that note? Yeah, this thing is a good time to open up some beer on that note. Yeah, they're on the door. What are we looking at here? Uh, well, an hour. An hour? Did you say on the door? Yeah, they're on the door in the fridge. Oh, you don't have your magic box? No, I put them in the, put them in the refrigerator. Sorry, So, I've been thinking about, you know, all these connections you're making with breweries. Right. And how that could, could tie into the nonprofit through Craft Conversations. Okay. So you're meeting points of contacts at breweries, right? And most of them host live music. Yep. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Right. So um, if we could get a craft conversation to her, so take somebody like Joshua Jarman, right? And uh, just maybe getting getting a little tour going. You. you we could map out a tour or something, right? Right. I'll reach out. I'll reach out to the guys if you, you know, or leave them a card and say, hey, we got these guys. Right. Talking like a brewery tour. Right. And bring up, uh, yeah. you know, so that we can start performing and get you locally. Started. By the way, I'm going to plug something else. Uh, South Carolina Music Guide, Stephanie Smith, who is the... I think the what they call it editor of something that's anyway our founder and editor of South Carolina Music Guide is going to be out at Rivercraft 2018 and she does a lot to support musicians throughout South Carolina so hopefully we'll get some some cool press by that now that's real beer there right yeah it's real beer this is a Hoptimum 2018 from uh, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company it's an IPA, a triple. It's a 9.6% ABV, 65 IBUs, 4.09 average rating. Oh, what the hell happened to it? Standby, guys. Hold on. 
killing me. It's I going nice flow. You didn't mess anything it's up. It's a yeah, whole cone, whole cone hurricane of flavor. Our brewers selected the finest, most most flavorful hops, pushed them beyond their limits, and forged them into this all new triple IPA. The reimagined Hoptimum is our hoppiest beer yet, providing a blend of tropical and citrus hop aromas that delivers a refined yet aggressive character. I'd say aggressive 9.6. Yeah, that's pretty aggressive. Jeez. All right, so. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to uh, root beer for me. <laughs> cheers to uh, Rivercraft. Yes. 2018. Cheers. Rivercraft. This is a lot bigger of an event than I ever, ever imagined that it would be. When I was but talking, I mean, if, you, if you go back and listen to our, our original podcast, we've talked about this event almost exactly as it is happening the entire time. Actually, to, to pause that one for a second, and let me finish what I was saying. When I originally came up with an idea of having some kind of like fundraiser idea for the podcast, I honestly just pictured it in the back of Brian's house, like Dale Zingard, mm-hmm. like a very small amount of people, like not even twenty people. I right. thought it was something just local friends or whatever to help out in any way that they can, and then it just got bigger. And which is hilarious what you just said because we talked about it so much that when Blue Spheres episode Spheres came out, we talked about on that episode that we would have a date picked and we would have already been promoting it by the time the episode came out when we recorded it two weeks before. Was it two weeks? It was about two weeks before. It was pretty cool because it actually was true. Yeah. It never once faltered. And, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Every ever since the inception, I think maybe Mike, maybe even the first episode with Mike Carkett, we talked about putting this event together. And you kept saying, "Oh, we don't, we haven't even talked to the people in, involved, and nobody even knows about it, and we don't know this and that." And, <laughs> and I kept saying, "Oh, it's happening, man." Yeah, I mean, yeah, the people are going to be on board, and it's all come to fruition. Well, we had a a couple of good oyster roast out there last winter i had a uh a bummerville blues bash with ross bond came out there and and also had another event with well charged a good reggae band that a local guy john mccard's in had a great turnout but trying to do sound production all the social media promotion um getting the portalettes out there you just name it on top of it it was just like too much for me to actually put all the pieces together what's good about this one is that you know we i was able to you got more than just a food truck you got food coming out and you got ice cream well you got a king of pops coming yep right popsicles popsicle and you were able to get the uh donation of the beer from Holy City, is and frothy oh. beard and and family Larry's and and Road. So see, I was never able to do that. That's what teamwork comes in, man. I mean, and you know, I understand trying to do things autonomously because it gives us uh, 
the ability to make decisions and the illusion of control. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's better to work in a team. And, and for teams to work, there's got to be honesty and uh, be, being brave enough to share your feelings when they get hurt because I wasn't going to hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> I could guarantee you. My, my feelings are going to get hurt. But uh, it's iron sharpening iron and real men share their feelings. You yeah, know? absolutely. You know? And for sure. It's, I mean, it's teamwork. Everybody brings a certain talent to the table. And I think, uh, you know, more people in concert create a better sound. So I think the three of us working together, I'm bringing in Blackwater at this point for this event. But... Um, yeah, I think it's going to work out great. And I think we all bring certain aspects to the table that kind of gel everything together and and just make it a well-oiled machine and a concert event. Right. And um, it's going to be a good time. Right. And we already got another one planned in September, guys. Yeah. September right. 14th. So, I mean, James boom, T boom. Theater. James T. Theater. And I'm hearing right Somewhere. now, now I'm, um, and this probably would be separate from Bummerville Amphitheater, Mark. Ian Polsky from 40 Mile Detour. Um, we're in negotiations trying to get a date at James Dean for him to do, his band to do another show there like we did in the spring. But this time his record company is going to be behind it to help promote it. Nice. Um, so we just, it's whether or not we can get a date and that would be October 12th if we do get that date. Okay. or be pushed into the spring but I see potentials for a lot of places to play music not just Blackwater I love Blackwater but the deal is to be able to that's why it's Bummerville not Somerville so that we can go to any town and, and yeah and I mean, do you, some music that makes sense you know you're kind of building like a structure right well, we gotta to be, support multiple things right there's and, no reason just to and, single one out right and if you and really i'm just uh trying to replicate what eddie white has done out at all on dog green it's not like i'm i came up with this idea i just went out to all on dog green and <clears> said wow man this is cool somerville is not quite ready for it right. <laughs> but but it's cool and then you know i told my concept to sharon at the at the charleston deli and bakery said wouldn't it be nice i said yeah so i started doing a little something behind garen's and then uh mark the shanes from blackwater approached me he was trying to do weddings and that's kind of how we got out there i said well i'll we'll try it so we had had the first show we had out there i think it was called the bridge jam it was in november of 2016. Hmm. Wow. Wow. yeah that was... yeah that, there was no no concrete out there we played underneath the wedding shed, <laughs> which had no wood. It was just one of those carports. If you look at it, it was just a carport at the time. So the sound was like the roof was going like this. It was pretty. And we were running off of generators. But oh, wow. Mark Yampolsky is a, a gem of a guy. He was gracious about it. I was trying to do sound production out there for him. And uh, anyway, I... Haven't done sound production for him. No, since <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I have, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's a consummate professional, 
And anyway, he's he's big help. He's on the Bummerville Amphitheater board as well. So um, we're, we're going to have to get start really getting focused in, on dotting those I's and crossing the T's when it comes to to the mail I've received in the last couple of days. Right. Uh, we'll discuss that later, though. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll figure that one out. Sounds good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, talking about uh, a meeting we may or may not have had today, um, you got Homegrown Brewhouse. I mean, they're trying to do big things with the concert series and the, the uh, thing you're doing there on Thursday nights and third Thursdays. And it's, I think it's going to turn into a big venue for music. I hope it so. already is. I mean, Thursday, Friday nights, mm-hmm. sometimes throughout the month. But I think um, might be some big things in the works for maybe turning it, turning that into more of a venue for music. Still craft beer, still different things. But mm-hmm. I think a music scene is going to be more prominent there, and some licensing may be in place to expand and do bigger things with that venue. That would be awesome because that's one of the things I. We 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 need another of is a listening room. Coastal Coffee Roasters, the warehouse, is for the most part a really good listening room for yeah. tape for the tables that are up close. A lot of times, you know, I'll get in the back by the coffee roasters and start jamming <laughs> instead of listening. But for the most part, ninety percent of the people are there intently listening, which is different than most music scenes. You know, yeah. So, I, right, they get involved. They tune in, and mm. that's what they're there for—is to listen to music. Where other places you go, people are just kind of chit-chatting. The music is background noise. Right. This place, the music is forefront. You know, right up in your face, and that's what people are there for. Yeah, and that's the type of venue I want. Well, the I can just tell you right now that the sound in Homegrown Brew House is going to be great. Because the acoustics in there are already good. Even if you so. open up the room, you get a good sound. It won't be bouncing. won't lose things high in the ceiling. Right. It'll be easier to... I just noticed, like, even when you go to the bathroom there, if I... And somebody's playing on through the Bose system, I can hear them perfect in the bathroom. It sounds good all the way down that hall. Yeah, for sure. It's magic. Mm-hmm. It's a good spot. It's a good system. You know, I guess. Yeah. We missed, uh, they did some hallway sessions the other night with uh, uh, Tommy and Scott. Yeah, yeah. with the, all, the uh, Blue Sphere. The night after their event at Coastal, they went over to Homegrown and played in the hallway. I wasn't there, but that's I heard a, it was good. Impro- an impromptu thing? Yeah. That would be cool. And they stay open to 11, right? Right. Yeah. I'd love to be able to drop in after coming in later or you know you finish you don't want to go home and you want to play some more right a little after party spot a little after party and and just do some unplugged stuff in the hall yeah that'd be cool yeah always phenomenal that's one one thing I wish we talked about that a couple years ago we we called it the hallway sessions and uh, we were going to make that a thing with Scotty Oliver band but Uh never came to fruition well I guarantee you I tell you what's nice and so, like, if you get, like, two acoustic guitars and a, a mandolin or just a little 
or, or something like that and, and make it sim- something laid back and, and cool. But what I was going to say before that thought entered my mind is one of the things that I wish was happening in Somerville was that the music went to 11 o'clock. I mean, in, in, in the listening rooms. We said that today. Yeah, we talked about it today. The right. Seven, it's like it's, thing is like ridiculous. It needs to be like eight. First of all, I kind of don't like playing in the daylight. You know, when you're... I mean, I don't mind playing today. Don't get me wrong, but when you're in a club and, and you can see this bright out sun outside, oh, I totally and understand. you're starting in the sun, it's it's kind of like uh, it's deflating. Pe- well, people don't go. I, people, I used to serve papers on people for you know like a process server, <laughs> and people. Wait, uh, we're gonna take a pee break, everybody. Okay, a thousand. That's big. That's a big milestone. Well, maybe that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. We're, we're back. Break a thousand. What were we talking about? Bummerville? We're talking about process <clears throat> serving, and actually I was going to talk about uh, human nature and people being um, kind of uh, driven by daylight and sunset and that people come out, the freaks come out at night kind of thing, you know. It, we were talking about music starting too early right go and, ahead and ending too early what do you mean you were going to talk about daylight well the pro- process when I was a process server the way I oh, caught sorry. people was they were human nature people eat dinner at the same time usually I mean in, in an area so when best time to catch somebody is early in the morning before they're going to work because most people go to work and most people are home at, at dinner time Right. Okay. Which is so most people don't leave the house <laughs> until like at least seven o'clock to start with at the very earliest, unless they're the early bird crowd that's going to get the you know go home at nine. Right. But I don't hope I'm never so old. I want to go home at nine every night. Now, there have been a few times that I, I would love I, to have gone home at night. Yeah, right, yeah, but I mean, but I'd like to have the op- option to stay out if I wanted to, but there's just, you know, not always music available. Okay, it's a good point. You know, there's almost no options at that level. Right. Now, does Montrose stop at night? <clears throat> no, but sometimes, like on the weekends, they're not there to listen to music. So you can't listen to music. Yeah. You're hearing more forks and glasses clanging, and yeah. and people, and that's cool. But that's that's what it's what that's for. But uh, that's what you meant by listening rooms. A listening room would be like the hallway at Homegrown Brew House, where people are actually uh, not that they can't talk, but they're conscious that there's music being there. Right, they're engaged. And they're engaged, and it, the least amount they're engaged, they might be carrying on a conversation with somebody but they're listening with their ear and they know when the end of the song comes and they at least have the, the courtesy to clap to encourage the artist yes it's i mean it's hard i i played at john king last night and i didn't get the crowd until the last four songs because the right people walked in you know yeah and then they were sitting down and clapping and yeah right the right and, people and, can turn it around right and, and right but but if nobody band. and you can't sit up there and clap for yourself 
Yeah. You know, or maybe we could hire some clappers to get them. But there that's not really what, so if they don't want to clap, they don't have to clap. They don't have to listen. As long as I'm getting paid, that doesn't matter. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when they do clap and somebody listens to the song. Well, it's validation. I mean, right? Right. Well, well, and what I know about it, the, the way my songs are, they're not, I mean, hopefully they do have a beat to them that, that's appealing, but really to, to get the essence of the song, you got to learn hear the lyrics which I love lyrics I like right. listening I mean, to so, lyrics it adds so much soul to what you're right. so experiencing it's, you know, and, you, and what's cool about it people get to interpret what you're saying any way they want to and it, it, if it works in their life in a way that it works that's applicable it might be something I haven't even thought about or seen but it's true right and that's a solid point because sometimes I like to hear a song and I like to interpret it my own way but then sometimes I like a storyteller type venue like a VH1 or whatever I want to hear what your thoughts were on it and I want you to interpret it for me so I like it both ways to be honest with you <laughs> does, that make, does that not sound good? I really like well, it I think it sounds bad no but sometimes I like to make my own decision and sometimes I like to hear what the artist uh, thought was or sometimes right, well, I give mean, me both I guess well I love all sorts of music so you know I get the pop music I mean some pop music I like it doesn't really take a lot of thought but I mean abracadabra <laughs> <laughs> I want to reach out and grab you or whatever that song is That's I mean but song. yeah I mean just stuck real, oh, something or oh. for example the yo-yo Who's song that, song that was Steve Miller okay yeah and we had our we had a different version yeah, see my out remember me telling you about it? Weird Al and being three years old I would also change the lyrics of songs in high school, but they got a little bit more risque. Okay. I love Weird Al. Abracadabra. Drop your drawers and I'll grab you. No. Yeah, I would say that's a little that's bit more creepy. risque. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, maybe not at 13, but... No, no. Yeah. 13. No. <laughs> at this point, it's a little creepy. Yeah. I don't think that would work. But it did work back in the day. I was about to out. say, like, did it actually work ever? That was Steve Miller band, you said? Yeah. I swear I was at Bigby today, and I saw the trivia question up top was, what was the name of the Steve Miller band before... The Steve Miller was band? The Steve Miller band? Or Rod Stewart? No, I think it was, what was the name of the Steve Miller band before it became Steve Miller band in uh, 19... God damn it, I can't remember. I don't know. I, I will I just, say that I like that Big B does the trivia. trivia every day. I like yeah, you trivia. Go in there and you, you kind of get a little brain uh, tease. Where is it on the screen? And you they got like a little chalkboard. They just write a question up there every day, and you can oh, uh, kind of do trivia. Are you a trivia person? Uh, that sounds like a no. That's a no hesitation right there. No, I, I mean I'm good at it, but I don't like it. How's that? That's bullshit. What? Because I feel like a lot of people that love it aren't good at it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Me. No, I mean, you, you just know the kind of questions there. I mean, if it's the kind where, you know, they do it at, at Palmetto Flats. Have you ever been to that one they have on Tuesday, the format they have? It's kind of neat. I don't, I don't know if they there. still do that. But anyway, right here on Baker's Bridge? Yeah, so what they do on a Tuesday night, they... um 
have trivia and the, have a girl ask questions and you write the answer down and in between the questions and the people writing it down, the guy plays a song. Da, 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 da. And sometimes the song goes along and it might be a hint in the song, who knows? Hmm. But but you and they're different categories, sports, yada yada yada, and you play it at a table as a team hmm. and you your team plays for for like fifty dollar coupon at Palmetto Flats. Oh, and that's uh, that's fun. So, you know, certain questions, it's almost like Trivial Pursuit. Have you ever played that? Oh, dude, I love Trivial yeah, Pursuit. You know, like some of those like questions it. I'm good at. You know, other ones who, you know, pop culture from... Oh, yeah. You know. For, for example, if they asked me a question about Star Wars, who would you go to about Star Wars if you had a question about Star Wars? Don't look at me. Mm -hmm. I don't know jack shit. You out of this group? Out, out of the Somerville. Oh, out of Somerville? Yeah. Caleb oh. Taylor? No. I don't know. Maybe we ought to have a contest. Do you have a name in my who are you? I talking think about? uh what's his Wesley Donahue from Frothy Beard. No he's always, way. Yeah, really? he's always posting about this. I mean we had uh, a Star Wars trivia at, at Oak Road. There was some people in there that who, knew a lot. Who who won? I can't remember who it was, but wasn't Wesley Donahue. Was it a it group, wasn't the group effort there? Or is it just one? No, the, one the guy that won it was uh, he and his girlfriend. But I feel like he answered all the questions because he was sitting right at the bar. Gotcha. I don't think the girlfriend provided much, but I bet I could win a Harry Potter trivia. We ought to have one of those. There you go. That's the kind of thing. The paradigm, theme-based concerts. It's a big thing right now. Well, if we host it, though, I can't win it. But I could come up with the questions, I guess. Right. That's so not satisfactory. <laughs> I like winning. I like winning. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right, screw your idea. No, I, I was already on to the next one. All right, let's hear it then. Well, just a live broadcast in in the, in a any establishment that that would uh, host you there, you know? You could, more exposure, uh, set up a night. I know I'm doing like at the Honky Tonk. It's tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah. night, I'm at yeah. the open mic. Yeah. yeah, it's already past 12, well that's tonight. I'll be at Honky Tonk. 24 hours from now, I'll be pulling in my house. Um, no, God willing, the creek don't rise. But anyway, there. I noticed they're having like bango there. They're having um, paint, wine and design painting and stuff going on and uh, doing all sorts of stuff to try to get people to come in. And they have a good steak on Tuesday nights. And uh, But I could totally see them having a trivia thing and incorporating that into a, hmm. an, an open mic and needing hosts. And they actually pay pretty well. Those guys are... The whole wine and design <clears throat> thing is so stupid. Right. It's a little silly. I mean, like, you're going to sit there and drink. The, the chicks love it. Yeah, well, yeah, I... They really do. Okay. That wasn't even my point. My point is, is they're open to trying new things to get right. people to come to everything. I mean, people are doing bingo, for goodness sakes, to get people to come. Well, yeah, here's sad. our thought. We need to bring back comedy clubs to oh, Somerville and Charleston. Hey, have y'all seen um, I'm Dying Up Here? 
yeah. on Showtime. Watch it. It's nineteen seventies comic. It's loosely based on on some some truth, but it's a pretty good series. What? <laughs> what about, what's the name of it? I'm, I'm dying, dying up here. here. <laughs> but anyway, what I liked about it is the camaraderie between the stand-ups and also the competition because it, it reveals a lot about human nature. And I wish all artists would watch the way these comics treat each other. They've got such a good community. they got a good community, but it also deals with the envy that's within the community and speaks to it openly. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced... Oh, well, that's not what I expected. No, I mean, no, I mean, it is, but it's human nature when... T- you really want to feel good for somebody when they're they're doing something uh, good. Yeah, but at the same but time, sometimes you fucking hate the, them. These guys, no, well, especially if you've <laughs> been working your way up there and being consistent, and then somebody comes in out of nowhere and just boom goes past you. You want to be happy for them, but part of you wants to go, man, damn, you know. Oh yeah, you did put in the hours. Right, yeah, you're right. I mean, and it's what's the deal? But anyway, I, I don't like being that person. But if you don't own up to it, then you can't not be that person, I think. And so, but anyway, they, it talks about some of that through comedy, and it made me look at myself and how I I look at others, you know. Yeah, right. The paradigm is don't worry about what people think about you. Think about what you think about others, and you do that if you okay. if you if you're hating on somebody you ain't loving them that's what i'll hold it <laughs> sorry Flo, i didn't interrupt what's with the secret pad man no i'm just an idiot and i forgot my own and i just want to make a note and i can't read brian's handwriting save my life <laughs> uh, i'm just naming the episode that's all okay all right uh-oh but anyway so with all that said, yeah, we want to open up, um, or not open up, but Just create a spot. Introduce here in more town comedy for comedy. We feel like there's a big niche that's being missed. Um, I mean, there's a few places downtown. Uh, Theater ninety nine. Yeah, that thing. But it's you know, improv, and although the Sparrow that, does a Monday night thing or whatever, but I want to see skits. You're talking about like. Nightclub comedy, right? Yeah. Or so that we can, yeah, just everybody yeah. gets up for a 15, 20 minute spot or whatever and do two, three it comics. And have open, open mic comic night. Yeah. It could be open mic or it could be, you know, legit kind of comics around town. Well, you know? see what we... Yeah. You need... I don't know. Just watching this series, I'm just thinking that you're going to need a real good cocktail bar for to make this thing work. Yeah, you know, we'll have a... Uh, yeah, I mean... There, there's hard, options, but like, we need comedy. Liquor. Yeah, that, to keep, you know... For the comics? Which I understand. If you are, you're talking about probably doing it once a week, once a month, or what do you... I mean, if you wanted to I do it every night, week. you'd have to have a... No, once a week, I would think. Once a week? Just just a comedy night. I mean, if, if it comedy. takes us getting up there and bombing every so you, single you night could, until people get the courage to do right, it themselves. We'll get up there and do a cheat routine or whatever. Oh, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, we we just need... Look here, you're going to get... Depending upon the parameters you set, you know, about uh, whether it's PG-13 or it's, you know, 
Oh, it's a bar. It's open. Well, you're yeah, right. right. Yep. Okay, well, then yep. that, that'll probably eliminate the parents who are going to bring their, their kid up yeah. there. Yeah, I don't want any of that yeah. shit. I mean, you will get that, though. I mean, an open mics that start early. Well, that's great. You're going to get... I want so to see their start, faces when they're introduced to what we're expecting. Right. Well, you need to start it at 9 o'clock, oh. maybe. Oh, I got to get out of when here. When the kids are... No, that's fine. Yeah. I do stand up. Well, well, dude, that's great. Yeah, we'll sign I'm you up. Suddenly, do it. I'm gonna guilt as many people Maybe as possible. Between you and Melanie, we got two people. Three. I'll do it. You'll do it. That's 45 yeah. minutes. Chris Tracy probably do it. Oh yeah. Maybe file. File. <laughs> do it. Yeah. I mean, so there, there we go. We got I a whole feel show. Like there's plenty of people that we could we show just get up there. I mean, talking in front of a crowd is probably a little bit different, but if you've already been on a crowd and you talk a lot, then right. so we'll do music two, three nights. We'll do a comedy night. Yeah. Um, whatever. We'll close a couple nights, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, that'll close. No, seven days a week. I don't know. It depends on how much you want to work. It doesn't matter. We're not going in that situation right now. But you know, the introducing comedy, I think, is just. Something that Somerville has zero, zero percent of. There's no right. comedy oh. anywhere in Somerville. Improv, stand up. I mean, not even the theater that James Dean is doing anything. Nothing. Well, I mean, aside from maybe like a, a comedy do. play. Yeah. No, I mean, they're doing things, but yeah, hadn't been like a comedy show. No, no. I like, I like the people down at Flower Town Players, man. Courtney's, Courtney's great. She's. Hilarious. She's the one that worked with us. Though. Yeah, you met yeah. her. Oh yeah, uh, I, I get you. Um, Very charismatic. But no, they're doing a lot, a lot of stuff that uh, that's uh, funny, man. I, I think one of them was about uh, what was it? I forget the name. I haven't shamefully I haven't been to any plays at Florida, <laughs> which might mean it's been a while for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mice and Men was the last one I went to, but uh, forgive me, Courtney. I hope you will listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. I do too. Maybe you might come on the show one day, yeah. or, um, or at least make an appearance on the 14th of September. Oh, you know she's right. got to be there. Yeah, she's going to be there so she can promote the Flower Town Players. See, there's another. Heck, maybe we'll sit down and talk to her for a little bit, too, while we're set up. Right. I would think that would be cool. Um, just another avenue for people to get their word out about the art they're doing. Yeah. You know, that's, you know. I mean, I, I would love to promote plays. I'm, I like going to plays. You know, I'm a big fan. I saw it's, Evil it's Dead. It's cool having a theater a in town. I mean, where, where else do you get a theater in town? Most places you got these big, giant productions and theaters and whatever we got a nice small quaint it's really neat cute little theater right we, here we should we should start doing theater you want to be an actor i can act like a motherfucker oh yeah no <laughs> I, I tell you what no i've done i've done two or three plays have you done any, any of the ghost really? or the uh, mystery wow. stuff downtown they'll have like a you go to a restaurant and a ghost walk type thing not a ghost walk so much and i i um should take my wife to one of these, it's like a a mystery dinner where where there's actors and the waiter or something. That's there's a a mystery that goes on. And, right, you got to solve a murder or whatever. Right, yeah, like Clue or something like that. And uh, 
dinner goes along with it. Right. Yeah, mystery dinner. It, oh, Brad's done that up. Well, Brad's done it a few times. I oh. worked at one at a bed and breakfast in Somerville, and Corner House has done a few as well. Oh, they have. Oh yeah, it's like a engaging theatrical murder mystery dinner. Now, speaking of good rooms, which is a sales room, but that room out at out at a Corner House Cafe, I've done some singer songwriter Sundays up there, and it's got a good sound. That's on what second Sunday, right? Or right, but it, we're taking the summer off. We might bring it back in the fall. Okay. Too hot. Yeah, and um, during the winter there wasn't as many much traffic of people wanting to buy houses, and so that spot was available. And if it wasn't available, it was comfortable enough to play outside. But I, I played there on a Friday night one time, and uh. Had a pretty good turnout. It was good. That's That's a good the room's location. got good good acoustics. Is yeah. What's my point? Yeah. The layout's nice too. Yeah, I kept meaning to get over there, but I never did. It's wonderful. I have to wait till it comes back. Way to go. I know. So while we're uh, we have the segue of no words. Do you think you can play us some tunes? I could try. I would. I would love to listen. Yeah. Wait, you said you were going to try? I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's all we can really ask for. Yeah, the best is all you can give. Do me a pause it while you get everything So, All right. So you have a five-panel hat. What? How many panels? Does that have panels on it? The the hat that Fleming has on it? It does. Is that a three-panel hat? I think that's four. Four. That's like a driving cap. Two. Right? I, I maybe could see four. But those remind me of Scottish hats. There's like a yeah. it's like a Scottish hat. I think it's a Scottish hat. Uber Goober hat, man. Is that a thing? I think that a, is there a thing called a Scottish hat? Maybe like a Scottish driving cap. Scottish to repeat myself. Hat. See what it says here. I was gonna Ooh. pause this, but you're making wow. me Recorded. Yeah, I was trying to to keep this thing going here a little bit. So images. Yeah, that's kind of a Scottish hat, but it seems like a lot of them have <laughs> have little, have little uh, pom poms on top of it, though. So <laughs> yeah, if you look. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's not what it is. Yeah, a lot of them have like pom poms. Oh look at that guy. You right type here. in Scottish, you just get drunk result. assholes with like red mullets. <laughs> But but some of the hats look like it, like this that guy That definitely right here. does, yeah. Yeah, that's like a Scottish hat. Oh, kinda. what the hell? That's like a some kind of douchebag over here. It's like this full, guy. Yeah, a fucking hundred and two dollar hat. That's Screw not worth that two dollars. This village hat looks almost Fuck identical. That yeah, I need that hat. I I still think you need to find <laughs> a better money. term for this hat than Jesus Scottish. Christ, hundred and two dollars and seventy three cents. For goodness sake. And you still look like a douchebag. There you Why go. Why do you pay that to look like a douche? Lay it down. <laughs> There's so many great hats. It's crazy. I think you're crazy. You don't allow me to adjust this mic. You can adjust your mic any which way you want to, bro. Yeah, we'll look at the levels and uh, see if we can get it dialed in. And then calm down. You're just making shit up for this part. Look at your smile. <laughs> Rivercraft 2018. 
Where's the uh, ukulele? Ukulele. Where's the the OG? Yeah, the OG. Ukulele. Yeah, that sounds good. When you want to start recording, or we were. <laughs> what is he? What is Caleb doing of it? He's gonna make me laugh now. I'm just... <laughs> I'm saying it. You're like, yep, yep, sounds good. It looks, did. It looks good. We were on the the high yellow. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna do shit about it. <laughs> sounds good no matter what. Yeah, you can wear the headphones if you want. We don't have to. Right. I was gonna say you might be the first person ever to wear. <laughs> well, I'm just used to when I'm in the studio wearing headphones. Yeah. So. I don't know for that studio. Yeah, let's get rid of studio. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got a bunch of acoustic um, tile that could soundproof a place. Oh, well, hey, I'm sure we could actually use it. At least it's not with these drums. Uh, so whenever you're ready, man, you go ahead and let us know what you're you're playing and just jump into it. first song is for Nadine Collier, who I think should have the Nobel Peace Prize. And uh, anyway, you might be able to figure out who Nadine Collier is at the uh, by the end of the song, I hope.
awesome. Right on, dude. Alright. I don't know how people do that. I don't know. Like play the harmonica and the guitar and sing and all that shit at the same time. Well, I wouldn't call that singing, fellas. But. <laughs> no, you sang. Definitely sang. Uh, yeah, I would too. How do you do it all together? I don't, I just can't do it. I guess I could. I'd try. Have you ever tried juggling before? Oh, I can juggle. Well, I used to could juggle. Used to? Yeah, I had a stroke when I was 28 years old and okay. had to learn how to play guitar all over again. Really? Yes. I forgot to mention that tonight. I was is, uh, giving a talk someplace. No, I, thank you. I'm doing a, um, the other thing I'm doing, I wouldn't tell you, I'm doing a renewal conference in uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina at the end of the month doing three workshops. So, anyway. Mm. That involve music and storytelling. <laughs> I like it. You're a good storyteller. That's for sure. All right. So how many, one more, maybe? Well, if you want to play one more, we'll do it in the carpet wall. Or you can play one more in the chair and then do a third one in the carpet wall. It's really up to you. I'll play one more in the chair. I'm kind of comfortable right here, right now. All right, well, we're going to make you get in that carpet wall. All right. Yeah, you don't have a choice. So that one was off of Folk Songs for the Apocalypse. Yeah, what what was the name of that one? I got to put a title. That one's called In the Holy City. You can okay. in the holy you city. can stream it on Spotify. In the holy city. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. It's you can be like a, there, like right? a little backup singer. <laughs> I like that. Like backup. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna burp on camera here. Like Brian said, just let it out. It's it's probably not the first burp here on Crafts Conversation. Yeah, it won't be the last either. Yeah, I don't have to record you burping, I guess. Okay, no, you don't. <laughs> All right. Get that zoomed in. So I'm going to do one off of um, On the Edge of America. And I wrote this one uh, before the election when I thought somebody else was going to win, so I had to change the words around just a little bit. But, uh, yeah. something we can all agree upon and which no one can argue about it's called we're all gonna die but first I gotta change harmonica so all that was for naught <laughs> hey guys so pardon this uh, sorry about that here we go, uh, here we go. <laughs> this one's called we're all gonna die signs at the end of the age There'd be rumors of war and the seas would rage And men's hearts would fail and faint from the fear When you see these things you know the end is near You can run 
said there'd be many who would come in his name. Saying I am he, but don't be deceived by a crooked politician with a trick of his sleeve. The entire time I was like, what did you have to change for this song? Oh, the, the one, it was a crooked politician with a trick up her sleeve. I swear oh, I wrote okay. it before that. But, Ooh, I mean. Whoa, Stop. calm down over there. She's, you know, she was bending <laughs> the truth just as much as he. I mean, it was, a, I, oh. I completely understand why people did oh not vote she for her. She is awful. Literally. Right, right. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, whatever. I said it. No. I thought the fix was in. The whole campaign was the lesser of two evils. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was a shame that it, it's, we've come to that point where good people can't. But anyway, it's it's yeah, I it's, think it's, yeah. it's dark alley all the way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm not staying out of politics. politics I swear. Hey, Dale's yeah, I like that. Yeah, a vision for the future. That's right, a vision for the future. Dale's 2020. Right. All right, well, we need to get you set, situated in the carpet wall. Which in means the carpet gotta, wall, is that a stand-up gig, or is it? No, we're just going to shove you in this corner. You can do whatever, man. You can sit in this chair, that chair. Oh, I see what you're saying. Stand-up uh, as in... Stand-up. Uh, yeah. Oh, the carpet wall. We won't make you do the, uh, the layer carpet. Don't put that away. What are you doing? Oh, you know, getting a strap. Strap one. I see what... <laughs> Strap it on. He's got a strap on. That's that's funny. I like that. We need the. Uh, do we want to take this? Uh, don't worry. Do don't it. worry, Caleb. I got it. All right, Brian. But what cord are you plugging it into? Um, I don't know. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pause. We'll be back. <laughs> yep, yeah, we're picking them up. This one is uh, called Someone's Son. It's the title track to the forthcoming EP, Someone's Son, to be released approximately around July the 14th in CD form, probably sooner than that on Apple Music. Thank you. 
God put us here when we went killing with guns. We killed with spears. Here we are, all humanity, living in the age of atomic energy. When the last war is over, smooth and split, they'll be pounding swords in the plowshares. They'll wipe every tear. just love that message i mean it brings it back to like the 60s to peace love and togetherness right yes yeah i always love that going this peace starts with this one act of kindness they say yeah true that right well thank that was such a good note to end on yeah world peace yeah that was awesome. world peace why not the best of things yeah Flaming. thanks for honestly helping us start this this is all so much has to do with what you've helped us create and well, we're glad y'all had the idea for sure. that I and I it was one of those thoughts that had crossed my mind but I just didn't have the knowledge and know how the time or, or what to do but it it fits into the uh, what the aim is 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 to be able to um, <laughs> number one is to be able to live within your means and find something that you love that you have a passion for and find a way for it to create some st stability in your life for, for income you know Yeah. and I truly believe if you do things for the right reason you, the universe will give back what you pour into it absolutely right and if it's for self Vain glory, which I have to check myself all the time. I just tell people that night, you know, what is the real motive behind what I'm doing? You know, I got to drill down sometimes because I, oh, you know, or I need other people to say, hey, you know, think about what you're doing or what you're saying. With that being said, I think there's a lot of potential, but I got to, I got to uh, file some paperwork. I don't, uh, well, let me let me end the podcast before we get all technical. Oh, we're still y'all cut that shit. It's, no, we're still going. I'm trying to <laughs> no, say goodbye, <laughs> and you keep talking. No, no, good. Can't put that in there. All right, well, let me yeah, finish we'll, what I was we'll saying. Fleming, thank you for helping us create what we have been trying to create, and being one of the the beginning stepping stones to where we've gotten. Yeah, for sure. Well, I wait, I remember wait. The day we brought that. Before we get on another tangent, uh -huh. to you, to everyone else, 
We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> we will talk to you Can I soon. say you're welcome and thank you as well? Yeah, no, you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thank Craft Conversation for having me. All right. For sure. For real. Well, we're glad you're here. Okay. Hit the space bar. Peace out. Hey, did you enjoy what you just listened to? Because I'm sure we would enjoy listening to you talk about how much you enjoyed listening to what we had to say. Was that confusing? Then leave a comment and tell us about it. Leave a review. Subscribe to our podcast. Like our videos. Yeah, I'm being a little petty. Right, because let's be honest. This is all about conversations. So have a conversation with us on what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, what you liked, what you would like to see more of. Write a review. Yeah. Like Yelp. A lot of people use Yelp. Yeah. But write a review on iTunes or YouTube or like, subscribe, hit that thumbs up button. All of the things. Show your love.